Kreusser, welcome to Recovery Now Radio, which is brought to you in conjunction with Adveriad Recovery and Living Room Cardiff. Adveriad Recovery is a registered charity offering specialist support to those with co-occurring substance misuse and mental health conditions. Living Room Cardiff provides ongoing support and aftercare as a community-based recovery centre that has an all-addictions approach, including gambling, alcohol, drugs, both prescribed and illicit, sex, eating disorders, gaming, etc., or any other harmful behaviour. We welcome anyone who needs confidential support in taking those first important steps towards change and recovery. Family members and friends are also catered for. For further details, please see the Adveriad Recovery website, www.adveriad.org.uk and www.livingroom-cardiff.com. Thank you so much. Welcome to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. Persecution, you must be. Win and lose, you've got to get your share. Got your mind set on a dream. You can get it, don't hold it, receive now. Recovery Now Radio, coming to you from the living room and our very yard. Good morning, you're listening to Recovery Now Radio, Let's Recover Together. I'm Lisa and today in the studio with us we have Life Recovery Coach Helen. Welcome Helen to the show. Hi, great to be here. Thank you for being with us today and uh, sharing your story with us. We're going to kick off this interview with um, your first choice of song, which is Just Like a Pill by Pink. Would you like to just give us a few words on why you chose this track? I would love to. It's a bit of the anthem from university for me, but that is certainly where I was in a bit of a crazy mess like most people at uni. And now it just really wakes me up to what substances can do. We think they make us better, but do make us more ill. I was using it as self-medication due to my self-esteem issues. And then after my stroke and after university, I drank for years on antidepressants. I wonder why I was miserable because they completely counteract. Okay, lovely. Thanks, Helen.
Okay, so that was Just Like a Pill by Pink. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. I think Pink is a, a huge female icon. Definite, definitely um, inspiring, Helen. So, yes, thank you for that song. Um, so, we're going to start at the beginning. And if you could just tell us a little bit about what life was like for you growing up as a child. Life growing up for me as a child, those looking in would think it was absolutely amazing. But I came into this world completely wrong. Right. And I do believe that as my mother was not particularly happy when she was pregnant with me, that would have caused something that then was passed on to me because I never seemed to be happy ever. You could give me a new pony, a holiday, whatever. I wouldn't be happy. Nothing was ever good enough. And that is certainly what she was always like. And that is something that I obviously held deeply too. At school, I was bullied um, because I had very low self-esteem. I wasn't particularly pretty. I just didn't really fit in. So quite quite a tough upbringing then. I was miserable. I first contemplated suicide at the age of eight. Wow. And I started drinking occasionally around that age. But it really took off and took hold when I was 17. Eight is a, a very young age to uh, start drinking. So w- was the uh, drinking in your family background? They enjoyed a drink. My mother was very sociable with lots of dinner parties and that was just prime time for me to hoover up. I turned into a little Labrador and whatever's going. Yeah, so it was around. We had an apple orchard at home and the cider apples used to go off be turned into cider which was kept on the side in the kitchen yeah and i just helped myself and it was good old somerset scrumpy yeah oh god powerful stuff bad news and when that ran out my mother always had cooking brandy and sherry and things in the larder so that was close to hand and i quickly discovered this stuff made me feel all right. Right. I, oh, yeah. Gosh. Okay, we're going to um, just leave it there for a second and we're going to play your next song, which is by Robbie Williams, Feel, another great song. Can you tell us a little bit about why you chose this song, please, Helen? There, I could write an essay on this song and its relevance to me. Yeah, I think God had a good old laugh at some of my plans, but... Somehow she always had my back and we got through it. I was insecure so much of my life, even when I got married and things, had my children. And as I said earlier, I just had this emptiness really. And I think this is what he's really nodding to is that emptiness and it feels like love, but no, my marriage didn't feel that, nothing, my kids, nothing build that and that's what I really needed to find was that inner love build up that security within me because our home is our body and he definitely says that near the end 
That's lovely. Thanks, Helen. Cause I got too much life running through my veins, going through waste. I don't wanna die, but I ain't keen on living either. Before I fall in love, I'm preparing to leave her. Scare myself to death. That's why I keep on running Before I've arrived I can see myself coming I got too much light running through my veins, going to waste. And I need to feel real love and love forever. I cannot get enough. Helen, do you know that song brings back so much memories for me? Um, years ago, I can remember going to see Robbie Williams in Milton Keynes Super Bowl, and he came in on a helicopter. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Absolutely brilliant, and that song as well. Um, really good song choice. So, Helen, going back to your first experiences with alcohol, um, what effect did drinking have on you? Um, was there a time where you thought that drinking was manageable? Never, I have to say. I was what we would call high-functioning for many years. I got a 2-1 degree from university, which considering some of the exams I'd actually been drinking before to get through was a miracle upon itself. And the amount of wine I think I consumed during my dissertation, I I thought it was the answer. When I was riding the the British team, I would often persuade myself I rode better with a hangover. It was ridiculous. 
spending a lot of money for the competitions, the travel. And yet I'd be the one who would have the wine in the lorry and it's all about partying. But again, it was a confidence thing, not com lack of confidence in my riding ability, but in myself as a person. So at the at the age of uh, 17, you said that you sort of peaked um, with your alcohol and that was it, that was it, it was, was, was it a, a pivotal moment that, or anything that happened? Perhaps not peak, but that's where I really started running with it. And it was a daily ritual. Because from the age of 13 to about 15, 16, I was so unhappy. But come 17, I was allowed to enjoy a gin and tonic in the evening with my mother or we'd share a bottle of wine. Right, so it was, so it was a sociable thing that uh, that connected you and your mother then? Yeah, and I loved it. I loved that feeling. I felt great. I really did. So she didn't know when I would sort of say, would you like another gin and tonic? I'll make it. It's so mm. I could go and swig a quarter of a bottle behind her back. Yeah. So when you say you were on a, a riding team, what riding team were you on? I did dressage as a junior and a young rider and competed abroad on several occasions, traveling to Spain and Germany. Wow. So real privilege. Wow. But yeah, I, it was a good excuse being away from home and it was a party. Fantastic. So we'll uh, play now the song Survivor by Destiny's Child. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about why you've chosen this song, Helen? Yeah, well, again, they're just completely strong, badass women. And although this is about a relationship, I see it totally about my relationship with alcohol. Plus, I'm a survivor of a major stroke, my alcoholism. So, yeah, I am a survivor and all those things that alcohol poisons our mind to think we, we need it for and rely on it for it's absolute rubbish i'm now stronger wiser and smarter without it fantastic helen thank you
Survivor by Destiny's Child. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. So, Helen, at what point did it change for you when you realised that alcohol was in charge and you weren't? It became very, very noticeable in my late 30s. I remember not long after being married, my husband and I both sort of said, is this getting a bit out of hand? And we both agreed it was, but we didn't want to do anything about it. It was manageable, we thought, what well, I thought particularly. I guess it really sunk in hard when, after I'd had my stroke, I was drinking heavily on all my meds. And because it hadn't killed me, I thought, oh, this is fine. But one of my carers pointed out that my recycling box was far fuller than anyone else's. Um, Perhaps I should have a think about it. Hmm. I did brush it off for a time until it just took me to such a dark place that, yeah, not very fun plotting how to take yourself out when you've got two amazing children and have survived such a almost detrimental stroke. So I was like, I've got to do something about this. That must have been that was very, my wake-up call. Yeah, that must have been a very uh, difficult time uh, in your life. So can you describe, um, I don't know, some of the consequences of uh, drinking? I don't know how I got away with driving, particularly in the mornings, taking the kids to school. If I'd had a crash or anything, I would have been well over the limit, without a doubt. And compared to many, I did get off pretty lightly, but I did almost take myself out 
on more than one occasion. And it's what it did to me mentally more than anything. I did have a bit of a falling out with my mother before she passed away, but I did have a chance to put that right before she did depart. Hmm. If I hadn't, I don't think I would be able to live myself. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I can't, I can't imagine. Um, so, w- with your stroke, was that drink related, or was that just a separate? It was completely separate. I had a hole in my heart, which no one knew about. Right. And just when we were living in Italy, my husband was actually having a day off at home instead of ending up working to help the family we were working for. Mm -hmm. And just bam, out the blue, it happened. It must have been so frightening. You know what, actually, I wasn't scared about it. As soon as I, well, my husband said, I think you've had a stroke. At that stage, I could sort of talk. Right. And mentally, I remember still thinking, what a load of rubbish. I'll be fine. I just need to go for a swim or something. And then when I was in hospital, I just remember asking for gin because that would make me feel better. Yeah, goodness me. Well, we're going to talk a a little bit more about that. Uh, in a second, we're just going to introduce uh, your next song, which is uh, a Hall of Fame by who is this by? Can you tell it's me how? By the script. Hall of Fame I by am. the oh, Brilliant, I get you. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about why you've chosen this song, please? I chose this not because of who it's written by, but just because it's upbeat and inspiring and really emphasising all the great things we're capable of. We can all be what we want to be. And if you think you can't, then I apologise as someone has put that thought there. Now go after your goals, make your dreams come true. If a stroke survivor with brain damage can write a book, conquer addiction and run a home with two children whilst launching a new business, anything is achievable. Fantastic. Thank you, Helen. Straight through hell with a smile You could be the hero, you could get the gold Breaking all the records they thought never could be broke Yeah, do it for your people, do it for your pride Are you ever gonna know if you never even try? Do it for your country, do it for your name Cause there gonna be a day when you're
be believers, be leaders, be astronauts, be champions, be truth seekers, be students, be teachers, be politicians, be preachers, be preachers. Be believers, be leaders, be astronauts, be champions. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio, and that's a good choice. That was Hall of Fame uh, by the script and Will I Am. Helen, so with the severity that the, the stroke had on your life, and obviously your drinking was unmanageable, at what point did you reach out for help? It was a bit of a sort of thought that crossed my mind. I remembered a friend said that she was within a 12-step fellowship and that she was at that point, I think three years sober or something. Can't remember the exact number. And I just was watching TV with the kids and I just had this light bulb moment. And I called her and she sort of, I said, do you think I'm an alcoholic? She said, I can't answer that for you. She said, go onto this website, take the, do the questions and give me a call back. I phoned back about 10 minutes later, so excited as I answered all the questions as yes. And I was like, wow, that's my answer then. And she said, I will take you to my, the next meeting I go to. And she picked me up and we went and it was just this clarity. That's all I can call it. Yeah. Yeah. This was going to be life changing for me. And it certainly was. Fantastic. And what happened um, to you when you began to get well? Well, I think the next song really, really focuses on that. So I don't know if you want to introduce the next song first and I'll talk about it. Yes, certainly. So we've got the next song by Johnny Nash, I Can See Clearly Now. So if you'd like to just explain a little bit about that song choice for us, Helen. Yeah, when I entered recovery I saw life in complete clarity for the first time ever I'd say and then when I got together with my own recovery coach he helped me identify all the obstacles in my way to my true intended self I actually found out who Helen was and do you know what she is blimming amazing she sure is (laughs) I really do um, well beyond anything I had experienced before and that is when I really stepped into my clarity and purpose we love you too Helen well done
fantastic feel-good song Helen uh, we've had a, a bop in the studio here listening to that yeah really really good song choice so going back to um, recovery now and specifically your recovery what has recovery taught you Helen it's really taught me it's like being having gone back to school it's has I have been reborn without wanting to use the cliche too much because I have actually I do believe I just was born this empty shell and I've now discovered who that person is underneath it's been a real learning curve I can tell you that not all been easy digging up trauma and some very uncomfortable emotions but it's all been for a good purpose and I would not change it for anything. Oh, I, I completely get you there. I feel exactly the same with, with my own recovery. It's just, uh, I, I just love the part of recovery every, every day. With you obviously um, being where you are now and the traumatic childhood that you did have, what would the sober Helen say to the younger Helen as a child? I, again, have done a lot of work with this yeah. and had to form a relationship with my inner child. And quite often, especially when I'm feeling a little discombobulated, it's just giving her a hug and telling her, you are loved, everything is going to be okay. You are enough and you are safe. Oh, that's fantastic, Helen. Okay, so the next song choice uh, that you've chosen is another fantastic song. It's Sober by Pink. 
Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about why you've chosen this one? Yep, she wrote this on her during her own journey and it's been described as quite a dark song and I don't see it as a dark song at all. It really shines a light into a lot of how I felt. I think I've been every person she describes. I constantly just had to numb my pain and try and fill that void. And yeah, when you start to feel good sober, it's like, what is this feeling? It does take a bit of getting used to, but we can feel good sober. And I've been to some crazy parties and had a great time. My substance abuse did make me feel safe and protected but and almost perfection but hey there is no such thing so just got to live it and take life for what it is but yeah what a woman absolutely helen thank you The quiet scares me cause it screams the truth Please don't tell me that we had that conversation
So that was Sober by Pink. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio. Um, we still have Helen with us. So, Helen, I understand that you've come through your um, recovery and you're now a recovery life coach. Would you like to uh, explain a little bit about what a recovery life coach is for us, please? Yep. I work with people on their journey or after, for instance, they've come out of a residential treatment centre and it's them rebuilding lives as sober people or being an assistant during them becoming sober, become the best they can be. What is available to many doesn't actually work for all, so there's got to be alternatives. Great thing is that a lot of it can be done safely in the home. Yeah, we've got to be careful, but just having that extra person and the tools and experience, it's transformed my life dramatically. My whole outlook, what I'm capable of, what I'm not capable of. And I wouldn't have done that and had the answers I've now got if I just stuck with doing what I was doing. Because I got to a point that, yeah, I'd put the bottle down, I was sober, I was what they call recovered. But like when I had my stroke, it wasn't good enough being alive. I wanted to know why I had the stroke. So I wanted to get to the causes and conditions of my miserable existence and my need to drink. Yes, I knew I was an alcoholic, that's fine, but I wanted to get to the nitty and gritty. And that is what my coach did for me. It's a fantastic achievement, Helen. And I don't know if you're on the uh, same feeling as me, but I also find in recovery the, the gift of giving and being able to reach out and help someone else helps me massively. Do you, do you get that feeling as well? I do get that, but obviously this isn't like the programme we're probably both aware of. It is my profession now because I've invested time, money and my own resources and I can't be a charity. It, um, I am helping others, but yes, I do have price, but it what you get for the money, it's worth it. So it's amazing what it has done and there's something for everyone and just the whole outlook on life for me has changed and I know for many others also. You should be very proud of yourself, Helen, in your in your in your journey, in your in your recovery, and all the obstacles that you've overcome. Very uh, inspirational woman, um, and we're very grateful that you've come here to you know tell us a little bit about yourself today. Thank so. you, and yeah, even if I can just inspire people, that yeah. is enough for me. Yeah, absolutely. And that doesn't have a price tag. And it just takes a few words that could just spin someone's life, have a bit of clarity themselves. So, yeah, it is a great gift to have. And I'd do it all over again. Don't think I'd survive another stroke. But, hey, I would repeat every single thing that's happened over the last seven years to help others. Yeah, it's like they say, we will not regret the past. We'll no wish yeah. to shut the door on it. Yeah, I'm a firm believer of that. 
Well, this will take us to your next song, which is Rising Up by Mike Doty. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about this song choice? Yeah, well, Mike, very vocal, the fact that he is in recovery himself. He wrote this during about a messy breakup, but I see it as just continuing to rise from all adversities. For me, it was stroke, divorce, recovery, my mother's death. And it's that choice of being a survivor or a victim. And each time I choose survivor. Lovely, Helen. Thank you. Do you want to get hurt? Need to get ditched? Do you need to get let down? Need some one to boot you? Need to get dropped? Pull your true self out I keep on rising up But I'll keep on rising up Every day I'm rising up I keep on rising up But I'll keep on rising up And that was Rising Up by Mike Doty. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio, Let's Recover Together. Um, and we have Helen with us. So, Helen, we haven't covered the topic of uh, gratuity. And I, I know by just uh, hearing you today, I can hear the gratitude 
do you want us to do you want to talk to us a little bit about that please yeah well this month it's very very relevant because it's recovery month not recovery month gratitude month and obviously next thursday i have just found or i found out is thanksgiving over in the states but i think quite a few over here now celebrate it during lockdown wanted to yeah further not only well not my education but do something really positive uh, I decided to write a book. Fantastic. And it is based around gratitude and just what it holds for everyone, young, old, rich, poor. I am a spiritual person and gratitude is not acknowledged enough. And it's not about a quick thank you or anything. It is so much deeper than that. So not many really understand it or use it to their benefit so that is what fundamentally the book my book is about okay would you like to tell us uh the name of your book please helen yep it's called life's biggest lesson because it is such a lesson in life and it's about then creating a life of joy and happiness because oh. for me that's what it just brings for free and it happens to be being released on Thanksgiving, which I didn't realise when I put that date in the diary. I put it in the diary because it is my sobriety anniversary and also the birth date of my beloved uncle, who was a great businessman and truly inspiring. Unfortunately, he has recently passed, so it's to acknowledge his birth date because he is my godfather as well and he's so close to my heart oh, so three important occasions well four now because well, it's also my release date congratulations helen what well, a massive achievement thank um, you where can people get this book it's going to be on amazon on this occasion i have self-published because I've got to keep my life fairly simple mm -hmm. because of my brain damage. I'm a mother too. I've also got my clients and myself to look after. So yeah, it will be available on Amazon next Thursday. Oh, it's fantastic. Can you just tell us the name of the book again? Yeah, it's Life's Biggest Lesson. Life's Biggest Lessons and that's by available Helen on Bratton. Life's Biggest Lessons by Helen Bratton and it's available on Amazon and yeah. it will come out next Thursday which is the 25th, the 25th of November. It is. Fantastic. What a day. What a day. So uh, I think we're just about coming to the end of the show now. Helen, I just want to say thank you for being such a fabulous guest today and uh, bearing with me as this, this is my well, first thank time. thank you. You've done great. Oh, thank you, Helen. You, you've been a pleasure to interview today. It's been really lovely. And hopefully in the future we can meet again and actually have a coffee and meet in person. That would be lovely. Maybe when I come to Cardiff to see Pink. Oh, yes, that would be great. <laughs> and, and also, as it's your sobriety anniversary, uh, drop us a line because we do have um, a birthday show coming up in December and we'd love to give you a shout out. That'd 
that would be lovely i will fantastic so yeah i just want to say a very big thank you to you helen and thank you to the listeners for tuning in and supporting us today thank you to at very in the living room for giving us the opportunity to make these programs and also just keep checking the facebook page for new episodes and don't forget our recovery birthday show live at five on december the third um, we're going to play out with just an amazing anthem by an amazing woman um do you want to tell us a little bit why you've chosen this song katy perry firework i chose this to go last because we've got to go out with a bang let's face it uh, i love it being so upbeat and obviously when we're talking about addiction it can be a bit of a dark depressing subject but it just any glimmer of spark you can come to life and explode into your true self no matter how rubbish you feel life seems bleak you just have to dig deep believe and shine without the wine so it's about the light and the dark where and as she says you don't have to feel like a waste of space you're original and cannot be replaced so good always comes from bad so let's enjoy this one thank you thank you oh thank you too and to all our listeners have a great recovery take today Show them why.